Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. All right, let's get into the Word this morning. We're talking about supernatural increase, amen? And I've been teaching on and sharing with you from the lives of Abraham and Isaac for the last few weeks. Now, why am I doing this? I want you to understand that what God has done for one, He will do for everybody else because He's no respect of persons. On Friday, if you missed Friday, I want you to get the tape I did on taught on Friday because I talked about the importance of the mind. Most Christians only think about the heart. And that is true. We need to think about the heart. It is the key. It is the most important part in our relationship with God. But I also showed you how I was sharing that night and showed you all how the mind plays a very, very vital role in influencing the heart and influencing your thinking whether to go Whichever way you go, the mind plays a very important role. Now, what I'm trying to do by teaching this is influence your thinking. Because if your thinking can be altered, if your thinking can be renewed, and you can... Now, when your thinking is renewed, your heart will grab it. Once you grab it in the heart, it will now begin to manifest. But here it is. You have to unlearn and learn. What is repentance? Repentance is to unlearn and to learn. Because he said, Jesus said, repent and believe. So what I know is, is wrong, I unlearn. What do I learn? I learn what he says, and but through learning, I believe it. Somebody say amen, right? So I'm teaching you this because this is applicable to us. And if you can only let your mind grab it and begin to, to, to go down into your spirit, amen, go down into your spirit, distilled into your spirit, and your spirit grabs it, my friend, the fruit is inevitable. Nobody can stop it. So we've been looking at Abraham and Isaac and how they, they you know, that, that the covenant plays a vital role in your prosperity, in your blessing, in supernatural increase. And I showed you how the covenant does not care what circumstances you are under. And if you are in covenant with God, you can always enjoy the blessing and the supernatural increase of God. I showed you last time as we were closing off how Abraham was blessed in wealth. He was blessed in health. He was blessed with manpower. And although he was a stranger in the land, he was respect, highly respected by the people there. And all this was because he lived a life of obedience and walked in the covenant. Somebody say amen. Now, you say that is all fine. But pastor, how does this affect me? All right, that's what we want to look at. Go to Ephesians chapter 2, please. Ephesians chapter 2 and reading from verse 11 through 13. Come on, say amen if you're there. 
Wherefore remember that you being in the time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens of the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you you have sometimes you who ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Now watch this. He said, "Remember, in the times past, but that means in the early days, you were Gentiles according to the flesh, right? Gentiles are people outside the covenant." Israelites were covenant people and they came into covenant and the mark of the covenant was the circumcision. Now, he says at that time, which time? When you were Gentiles without a covenant, you were without Christ. Can you see that? Uh, when you come to Christ, you come into a covenant. He says you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise. So you had... You did not have any promise whatsoever from God, having no hope and without God in this world. That was the fate of the Gentiles. Without God, without hope, without a covenant, and strangers to the promises. That was our situation. That was how we were. But now he says, but now, glory to God, hallelujah, in Christ, somebody say in Christ, Come and say it again. In Christ Jesus, you sometimes were afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Glory to God. We are brought nigh. That is, we are brought close to God by the what? By the blood of Christ. Somebody say blood of Christ. Amen. So in the blood of Jesus Christ, a covenant has been established between me and my God. Hallelujah. This covenant is sealed in the blood. Now, so whatever I did not have as a Gentile, now I have. I was without Christ, now I have Christ. I was without hope, now I have hope. I was an alien to the, to, to the, to the commonwealth of Israel. Now I'm no longer an alien, I'm a part of that commonwealth, hallelujah. I have promises, I never had any promises from God. But every promise of God is now mine because of the covenant. Somebody shout hallelujah. So you have, see, this covenant relationship has given us access to everything God gave to the Israelites. Hallelujah. Amen. So remember, you are in covenant relationship with God. Amen. And this covenant has been established in the blood of Jesus. All right. Now, go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And verse 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now go to verse 29. If you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Glory to God. Now let's deal with this verse, 29. If you be Christ, are you Christ? Do you belong to Christ? All right. Then according to the scripture, you're Abraham's seed. And if you're Abraham's seed, you're an heir according to the promise. Glory to God. You have an inheritance 
And this inheritance is connected to what God promised Abraham. Glory to God. So I'm showing you that whatever God promised Abraham, you have a right to it. You have a legal right to it and you have a and you have inherited, you have the right to inherit what God promised Abraham. Yeah. Say amen. Now, what did Jesus do? He died on the cross, right? And so in chapter 13, verse 13 of chapter 3, he says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Now, see, he redeemed us from the curse. He paid the price. So that the curse may not apply to us and the curse may not work on us. But the verse does not, the scripture doesn't stop there. It says that the blessing of Abraham might come on us. Glory to God. Watch this. Whatever curse there was, he removed. But not only did he remove, but he gave us something in its place. Hallelujah. See, so what are we saying? We're saying we have been blessed with the blessing of Abraham. Hallelujah. So what is the blessing of Abraham? Study the life of Abraham. Everything that, G that Abraham enjoyed, you can enjoy. Now, not many are enjoying that. Not many are walking at that level. And that doesn't mean God doesn't want you to be there. It may be because of ignorance. It may be because of our stubbornness. It may be because of our rebellion. It may be because of disobedience. But if we learn to walk like Abraham walked, glory to God, in obedience, submission to God, and doing whatever is required of him by God, then you and I will begin to see the same level of blessing that Abraham received. Say amen. Are you with me this morning? So whatever Abraham enjoyed, you and I can enjoy. You have, when we became Christians, we have entered into a covenant with God that is sealed in the blood of Jesus. Say amen. Now, as I said, the covenant is very, very powerful. But what does the Bible say about the covenant? How, how serious is God about the covenant? Let me take you to a few scriptures. Go to Psalm 39, 89, please. Psalm 89. And look at verse 34. This is what God is saying. If you have a pen, please mark that verse. It is so important. It says, my covenant will I not break. Glory to God. God says, I will not break my covenant, nor alter the thing that has gone under my lips. Glory to God. You can stand on that word. You know, many times we say, Take a stand. Stand on the word. What does that mean? That means don't be wavered by your experiences. Don't waver in your thinking or in your belief regarding what God might do based on what you're experiencing right now. To stand on the word means no matter what is happening around, no matter what my experience is, I, I have chosen to believe that the end result will be what God said. Amen. Everything that I'm going through may be negating what God said. But if I learn to stand on that word, because God said, I will not break my covenant nor alter the thing that has gone under my lips. If I stand on that, despite all negative experiences, negative feelings, negative symptoms, the end result will be that what God has said is what I will experience. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So apply that regarding your finances as well. Be a doer. Return your tithe. The first month, it may seem like you're losing. You return the tithe second month. You're giving offerings. Doesn't seem like it's affecting your 
finances in any positive way. In fact, the pressure might be increasing. But you're not going to be moved by pressure. You're not going to be moved by what you're feeling. You're not going to be moved by the supposedly not having enough experience. You're going to stand on the word because one day, based on your faith, on the covenant that God has made, he, everything will turn around. Amen. And that has been the experience of a lot of people, even in this church. Four months go by, nothing happens. Five months go by, sometime it just gives, it breaks through, and then the blessing begins to manifest in their life. But you've got to be consistent in doing whatever God said. You cannot be obedient to God for one minute and then become disobedient the next day. Amen. You cannot obey God one month and the next two months you don't obey God and say, well, Lord, when the fourth month comes, I'll return my tithe. No. Whatever God says, do it and stand on the word. You can stake your life on the word of God. Hallelujah. So my covenant will I not break. Always remind yourself, God made a covenant. This is a covenant that I have. I was healed by his stripes. Come on now. I was healed by his stripes. Symptoms are not doing good. I mean, I, I don't feel good. I don't see any change. But thank you, Lord. Your word cannot fail. I stand on that word because you said, anything that has gone out of my mouth, out of my lips, I will not alter. And this has gone out of your lips, that I was healed by your stripes. When you learn to stand and not waver is when that word will work for you. Somebody say amen. So whatever challenge you're going through, that's why, friend, you always need, when you're standing in God, in faith, you need a scripture to stand on. You don't, you don't stand on feelings. You need an anchor to stand. That's why you need to read the Bible. You need to be reading and letting the Holy Ghost speak to you. Glory to God. Remember I shared with you how one time I was going through a very, very challenging time and health-wise and it was extremely painful. I would rip in pain on my bed because of the pain and I was praying and I was praying and I was confessing, but nothing seemed to happen. But I didn't give up. But then one day as I was reading the Bible, I can remember very clearly where and how and what, you know, I was in the car traveling back from the office to the house and uh, I was flipping through the Bible, going through the scriptures and right at when my car was passing shopper stop, I remember so well, there was a scripture that jumped at me. I took that scripture. That was it. That, was, that became my anchor. And I began to say that scripture. I began to stand on that scripture. And everything that was hurting me had to give way. Amen. See, that's why it's not feeling. When you are saying, yes, I will, I will stand on the word. And it's based on emotion because the atmosphere in the church can be very highly charged in faith or by faith. But when you walk back from here to your house, the same atmosphere is not in the house or in your bedroom. So automatically it'll begin to leak. And maybe for the first day you can, you can try to keep, keep yourself alive and going, but by the second or the third day, it has leaked out. That's why you need the word to stand on. What is the word that you're standing on for your blessing? What is the word that you're standing on for your supernatural increase? What is the word that you're standing on for your healing? What is the word that you're standing on for your promotion? What is the word that you're standing on regarding your marriage? You need a word to stand on because he said, my covenant, I will not break. He didn't say, you know, anything about how I feel. He said, my covenant, I will not break. And any word that had proceeded out of my lips, I will not alter. Glory to God. So when God says that, 
we can stand on that word. And that when you learn to do that, you will certainly see the word manifest in your life. Say amen. Go to Psalm 111, please. And underline this. Hallelujah. Verse 5. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. That word meat is not just the meat that you eat. Flesh. It's talking about food supplies. It's talking about all the needs. So he hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He will, God, that means he, God will never be negligent concerning the covenant. He is always reminded of his covenant. He will never alter, never break, never change the covenant. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let me take you to Deuteronomy chapter 4, please. And look at verse 31. I'm just showing you how we can learn to just stand on that word. For the supernatural increase to manifest. Verse 31. For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forsake, listen to this, nor forsake the covenant of thy fathers which he swear unto them. God will never forsake or forget, sorry, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers which he swear unto them. God is never ever mindful never forgetful of his covenant. Somebody say amen. Now, go to this one that we keep saying, Psalm 115, verses 12 through 15. The Lord had been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. And the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Glory to God. Remember, we're talking about supernatural increase. And if you really are serious about it, to help you, I want you to take Amos chapter 13 from the message translation and start meditating that. He said, blessing, blessing, blessing. Everywhere I turn blessing my, and my head is spinning. Glory to God. If you begin to get that picture in your mind and you capture it in your heart, that will be your experience. Glory to God. We're standing on the word of God, not on somebody's feeling or not on somebody's eloquence or not on somebody else's word, but we're standing on the word of God. And don't stop confessing this. The Lord shall increase me more and more, me and my children. Glory to God. The Lord shall increase me more and more, me and my children. Keep saying that. This is, these are the scriptures for this year. I pray that every one of you will definitely have a testimony of supernatural increase in your life. 
Glory to God. We already have a few testimonies of supernatural increase in the lives of some people. We're waiting for those people to come and testify. They've sent us the text messages. I think they're out of town. That's where we're not able to get them to come and testify. But I'm telling you, there are people already coming and sharing with us how that word is working in their lives. Say amen. And how they're seeing the, God, uh, the hand of God cause things supernaturally to happen. Glory to God. Not something that normally happens, something beyond the normal. Amen. Whatever is beyond the normal is supernatural. Amen. So this is what we're talking about. Everybody shall have a supernatural increase experience. Now, I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about your life with God. I want every one of us to grow, increase supernaturally in our intimacy with God. I want us to grow in our ability to hear the voice of God. My friend, more than money, more than wealth, the thing that we need to really seek after is the wisdom. Wisdom will cause wealth to come to you. Amen. So don't go after money. As much as we talk about money in the church, our goal is never to make money our Lord. Money is our servant. Amen. Are you with me, everybody? Right? But we got to know how to tame that fellow. Otherwise, he's got the character of trying to lord it over us. So we need to learn how to tame him and put him under control, right? So when we make the things of God of higher value to us and more important to us, then we can put him where he belongs. That is where he can help us and serve us and serve the vision that God has given us. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. All right. Now, moving on, I want to say this. One of the greatest keys to walk in the covenant of supernatural increase is to walk in obedience. This is a requirement. Now listen, the covenant gives you access to supernatural increase. The covenant gives you access to supernatural increase, supernatural prosperity. But note that everywhere abundance is mentioned, increase is mentioned, obedience is demanded. Mark that. Everywhere abundance and increase is mentioned, obedience is demanded. Obedience is the covenant demand for increase and abundance not intercession, supplication, prayer of agreement, and fasting. All right? So, what are we saying? For increase in the supernatural realm to manifest in our lives, what is the key? Say it again. Obedience. Say it again. Obedience. 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 And when we talk about obedience, there are two realms. One is the realm of the logos, and the other is the realm of rhema. Amen? So, whatever God has said in his word is applicable to us. But besides this, he leads individually. And so individually he'll be demanding some, in some areas some kind of obedience. And in different situations he'll ask us to do different things. And when we do that, that's when we'll see the blessing of God manifest. Now he said to Peter... Cast your net in the deep. He never told us. You try doing that, you won't have a net breaking load. Catch, right? Why? Because that was a specific instruction given to Peter. So that's a rhema realm. There's a logos realm and the rhema realm. And we need to become a people that know how to obey God in both the realms. Say amen. amen. 
All right? So obedience is the key. Now, again, looking at the life of Abraham, if you go to Genesis chapter 12, Well, God demanded, he said, God, God said in verse 2, how he was going to bless him. I will bless thee with abundant increase of favors. Make thy name great, famous, and distinguished, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. But prior to that, he said, get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. So there was a demand placed upon Abraham. To obey God before God would release the blessing that he promised. Are you all with me? Alright. So in verse 4 it says, Abra So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Glory to God. So Abraham was living a life of what? Obedience. See this is what God himself said in Genesis 26. Go there again. Genesis 26, verse 4 and 5. Or let's pick up just verse 5. Because, you know, uh, prior to that he says, I will bless you. I will be with you and I will bless you in verse 3. This is talking to Isaac. But then in verse 5 he says, because, he's giving a reason, that Abraham obeyed my voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes and my laws. Why am I going to bless you, Isaac? Not only because you will obey me, but because of your father who obeyed me. He obeyed my voice, that's a rhema. And the rest of it, the commandments, the statutes and everything are the logos, which were already declared, right? Unto Abram. Say amen. So he says, in both realms, Abraham obeyed me, and that's the reason I'm going to bless you. It is without a shadow of doubt that the will of God is, is to bless us, to increase us supernaturally, because this is a covenant issue. Remember, in Genesis 17, in verses 2 and verse 6, prior to, in verse 2, he says, I will make a covenant with you, and I will increase you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Hallelujah. I will increase you and make you fruitful and multiply you exceedingly. And he said, this is the covenant I'm making. I'm trying to show you this morning that the covenant we have with God, God has already promised in the covenant supernatural increase. So it's not an issue of crying before God. It is not an issue of fasting and praying. It's an issue of just obeying his commands. Glory to God. Obeying his commands. Asking him and saying, Lord, what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? Glory to God. You know, I remember, I might have shared this before. I remember a, a, a testimony of a very wealthy uh, businessman that Brother Hagen shared. And he said, this, young, this uh, businessman in those days was a millionaire. In those days, being a millionaire was like probably like very, very difficult. And um, anyway, he said, his testimony is this. Every time an opportunity came for him to invest, he, he himself said, he had a room by his bedroom. He would go into that room 
and spend time with the Lord. Sometimes even missing a meal. He didn't make it a religious affair to fast, but sometimes he would spend time fasting. But he waited on, until the Lord said something to him. And whatever anybody else said, it didn't matter. If God said invest, he said, I just will invest it. When if God said no, even if everybody tried to force me to invest and told me how, how uh, this wonderful opportunity is and you will never have another one like this, he said, I never invested. He said, in all my life of investment, I have not lost a dime. What a testimony. See, because when you're dealing with stock, people say sometimes it'll go up, sometimes it'll go down. That's true with the stock. But your portfolio need not go like this. If you trust in God, it can go up like that. Amen? amen? Yeah. Somebody say amen. And it's not just to do with stock. With whatever you are doing, you can ask the Lord and God will guide you. Say amen. Because he kept, he, he heard the voice of God and he followed the voice of God. Say amen. So I'm saying this morning that if we want to see supernatural increase, ask God. Don't make this a religious experience with God, but begin to develop the relationship with God where he can tell you what you need to do with your time, what you need to do with your life, what you need to do with your monies. He can even send you to school and say, I want you to develop in this skill. You say, but pass, but God, I'm already 55, I'm 59, I'm 60, I'm 65. He says, go back to school and learn this skill. Because through that skill, God's going to use you. God's going to open another door and cause the blessing to manifest in your life. Somebody say, Amen. Hallelujah. Let me take you to a few scriptures this morning again. We're doing a lot of looking into scriptures this morning, which is very, very helpful. Mark these verses because it will help you. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 40. All these are to show you how important it is to obey the voice of God. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 40. This is what is demanded. God is demanding this. Thou shalt keep therefore his statutes and his commandments which I command thee this day, that it may go well with thee and with thy fathers after thee, that thou mayest pro prolong thy days upon the earth which the Lord thy God giveth thee forever. Why is God asking you to keep the commandments? He says, listen, the obvious result is you will prolong your days on the earth. Glory to God. Anybody wants to die soon? Everybody is trying to live longer. And God wants you to live long. He said, I will satisfy you with long life. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it, and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.